welcome back to another special episode of the Epic Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce. It's episode 139, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Sneaky Pete. How are you tonight, Pete? Man, I can't complain. It's great to be back. I can't believe we're almost at 140, Bruce. This is this is wild. This is uh, uh this isn't look, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. If you had told me that we we'd get to 140 episodes, uh, I think you'd be crazy. <laughs> but here we are, and uh, yeah, yeah. Love it, loving it every every week. Loving it. As always, if you like what you're hearing, our content is at the Lotus Council website and circulating on various discords near you, Bruce. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely, folks. If you want to get, if you want to find out more to get a hold of us, because you because you uh, want to tell us that we're wrong tonight, and you're going to tell us we're wrong, I'm sure. Uh, go and check the show notes for how to get a hold of us. All right. So we're going to start with some garbage or great. So first things first, we've got this was goodie, this classic here from uh, Dark Ascension. People have people forget about this one. We have scorned villager. One and a green for human werewolf, and it says tap, add a green mana. And then it also has, at the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Scorn Villager. And then, and it's a 1-1. One, one. Then on the other side, you have Moonscarred Werewolf, which is a werewolf. It is now a 2-2 two, two, with Vigilance, because everyone loves to be able to attack. And then tap to add double green. Um, at the beginning of each upkeep, if a player casts two or more spells last turn, transform Moonscarred Werewolf. So I thought this was a good one to include on the list because we talked about dorks last week. And um, there's dorks that are good, there's dorks that are bad, and there's dorks like this one that, depending on what you want to do, might be good and might fit your deck and might be bad. So what do we think here there, Pete? Scorn I mean... Villager. I, I love that you went back to that block. Uh, it's one of my favorites, and I just love that mechanic. The flip mechanic of any kind just seems like fun. If you really enjoy the new set, let me know in the comments um, with with the battles. But anyway, this card, I think you can abuse it if you're able to keep it on that, that you know, the the werewolf side. Uh, either through like Tovalar or Immerwolf. Immerwolf's another one. Um, I don't know if there's any other per things that say permanents can't transform or whatever, but other than that, I don't like. It's very dependent on what your opponents do, right? So, I guess if you're untapping it with like a Seedborn moves at your end step, and then you have potentially an extra mana, it might be good. But I just don't know. Um, beyond like the very late game where this card becomes irrelevant pretty quickly, uh, that this would see much play beyond. So like, you're yeah. you're far too generous. This is a piece of garbage, right? <laughs> Un undeniably, piece of absolute garbage. Um, and Pete was being nice there, audience. I'm old and grumpy now. I'm gonna call it what it is. This is garbage. So let's be clear. On the front side, you're paying two mana for a one one that tops for a green. Uh, incorrect. This is trash. All right. Now, to flip it over, A, it's a nightmare to track this. Like, the reason they switched to the day-night, because it was easier to track. And that's why they moved to it. This mechanic, if you've ever played with the old wolves, is a nightmare. And it drives you bonkers. Because if you, and if you miss it, because somebody, you're, you're distracted, or you're doing something, or you're, you're I don't know, you, you just don't pay attention for a half second... And you're like, uh-oh, did were the two spells cast last turn? I don't know. This is a nightmare. Eight, like, and in a multiplayer game, it's this days 
turned over as Scorn Villager all the time. This is not worth it in a multiplayer format. So, absolute hot garbage. <laughs> Don't play it. Just pl- spend your two mana and go and put a rock into play. Don't worry about this stupid right. Scorn Villager. Uh, and so... Um, you were too generous there, Pete. And that's okay. You're allowed to be the nice guy. We have a good cop, bad cop. I could be the bad cop. Bad cop says this sucks. Don't play it. Yeah, I mean, the next card, though, everyone should play oh, it. Oh, you should play this card. This card this is point. silly. Right, so, read it, read it. Share yeah. the good news. Preach. Praise <laughs> to the Lord. What do we got here? Um, Bruce is very excited because... Like this I mean, is one, I, I this didn't is, know this card existed until tonight. <laughs> like I'm like, what where have I been? Anyway, this, is 50 cent, this is a fifty cent rare right now, which I'm surprised that it's only fifty cents because it's a modal spell, which is always caviar um in terms of commander when you have multiple options, you have more ways to gain advantage. Um, but not to spare and digress here. Uh, Into the Fire is the card's name. It's two colorless and a red. It's a sorcery. And it says, choose one. Into the Fire deals two damage to each creature, planeswalker, and battle. So like a pyro, uh, pyroblast? Pyroplasm. 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 Sorry, pyroblast is the red counterspell. Um, I believe. I don't know. My brain is, is going crazy right now. Put any, And then the second mode is, put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. So it's like Valakut Awakening, but it's sorcery speed and with red with a lot of the looting effects and rummaging where you're not able to keep all the cards you get to draw. I feel like this card is going to go up um, in price in some way and the fact that it's very efficient. Um, I'm a super excited to to play this card. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Like This card is like both modes are good. Um, so if you're a deck and you're and you're you know you you need to need to sweep away a bunch of smallish creatures tokens in particular, this is just going to like make a mockery of them. And then if you need to dig some cards up out of your deck because you got a bunch of junk and you're looking and you're really looking for that combo piece or an answer or something, you've got a way to for a very reasonable casting cost go digging. I think this card is super duper good. Uh, I mean, the only the only part about it that I don't like is that it is at sorcery speed, but that too can be rectified. I'm thinking um, the Dalkin Orrery, like that's a card that's been reprinted recently, um, like that allows you to cast your spells at instant speed. This is just very, very good. It's flexible. It's efficient. Uh, you know, it's with, a, and with a little bit of work, it could do a lot of good um, to at, at you know very surprise moments. So. I think this card is great. Um, 50 cents is also very appealing. If you're looking to help control your budget and not spend too much on your magic cards, this is a great inclusion in your lists. So I can't, like, when Pete showed it to me, I was like, I have never seen this card. And what? Are, why haven't I noticed this? This card is terrific. It's exactly what you want, sort of utility-wise, in your deck to answer a, or play a multiple bunch of roles. So I think this is a terrific card. And there are even ways in red, just mono red, to recur sorceries back to your hand. I think the card Anarchist and I think Revolutionist both allow you to return this sort of card to your hand so you get extra utility out of it without really spending too much 
like too much card equity. So this card is terrific. And I mean, and uh, like going further, pass in flames, you can flash back, and then yeah, there's a lot of account like the copy effects. So like fork is the more expensive, famous one, but there's a few cheap ones out there like um, reverberates uh, cheaper and, and reiterate, yeah, reiterate even dropped in price recently, where you'll be able to rip through your deck potentially very fast. Um, yeah. Wants sure. to do so. That's that's great. It's great for Probably, all of us. This, this is a great card. Great card. <laughs> Go get it. Go get it, folks. I mean, I know um, March of the Machine just came out, but I think this is definitely a, a sleeper that you're just gonna you're gonna pick it up and you're gonna appreciate it. It's gonna play a good role in your deck every time. All right. And speaking of uh, playing roles in your deck, we're on segment wow. two. Mm-hmm. We're doing. I hope you enjoy this audience. Our favorite nicknames for cards. So, like, there are specific names to remember cards, so you don't forget, like I do, what a card is and what it does. So, Bruce, would you like to take us away? I'd love to. So, um, yeah. So, this sort of vernacular helps people uh, remember what their favorite cards do. Um, sometimes they're they're kind of tongue in cheek. Sometimes they're a little bit cheat, a little bit silly. So the first one is a card that's, I mean, it's not so much speaking to the name of the card so much as what you do when the card is on the battlefield. And so you have to ask yourself the question, if you feed the fish, and by that we're meaning, do you actually feed Mystic Remora? Um, so Mystic Remora is an enchantment for a single blue with a cumulative upkeep of, a, of one colorless. One colorless? Yeah, it's one colorless. Uh, whenever target opponent successfully casts a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. So that's what they're referring to. Do you allow your opponent to draw cards and feed the fish? Uh, that player may pay four colors to counter this, this effect. This card gets played often very early in the game when no one can play. So it can pay the, the four mana. Even so, four mana is very prohibitively expensive. And uh, so you feed the fish early and often and you'll give the guy with the, the Mystic Remora a huge head start. So uh, if you're, someone's out there and asking you to, uh, do, do you feed the fish? You have to decide yes or no. All right. Um, yeah. What's, uh, we have, uh, well, next we have Jace the Mind Skelter, or the abbreviation is J-T-M-S, or J-M-S, which also goes like James or Jim. So he gets called Jimmy or James sometimes, depending on uh, who's playing him. Yep. Um, yeah, what next? <laughs> Brawl. So Brawl Chief of Compliance is a card where whenever you counter a spell, you get to draw and discard a card. So the joke is Brawl Head of Quality Management. Basically, you're tailoring your draw, which I think is funny. He's a, he's a bad person. He's <laughs> yes. a very, very bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Control the table. Fun stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, up next, we have one that sort of uh, piggybacks off Snapcaster Mage. We have Torrential Gearhulk, who's sometimes referred to as the Fat Caster Mage, because instead of getting a 2-1, you get a 5-6, which is <laughs> always, always nice. Yes. Baby Jace? So, yeah, what, what about Baby Jace? Baby Jace was uh, a newer reprint of Jace, but it was Jace's prodigy. Um, Jace has like a kid, so that's why they call him Baby Jace. Yeah, he's also a lot smaller. He's a zero two, so he's he's little, and, is, yeah. and he flips into something gross and mean. <laughs> um, and then we have I don't know, what is this guy? I've forgotten this one. So, oh, steel. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah. 
the joke is uh perplexing chimera says like whenever an opponent casts a spell um you can gain control of it by giving them the chimera so a lot of people when they play this card it just gets passed around the table and you're stealing people's effects and stuff and it's wheeling around the table that's why it's called right. steel wheel. there we go <laughs> all right and last but not least we have a force of will which sometimes is called force and nil or just referred to as force so um nothing fancy there but um but all but a useful card that sees considerable play you probably should should know when someone says i'm going to force your spell they probably talk about force of will all right moving on to black who do we have with black yeah, so we got Gary. Gary's a very famous one for Grey Merchant of Asphodel. It's a zombie. When it enters, you drain each opponent for the amount of devotion you have to black. Um, everyone refers to this card as Gary for the most part, who's been playing for a while. Um, no surprise there with the name. He's so He's so good, too, and he's templated <laughs> so poorly. Like So he was pretemplated in the original Theros block before Commander really took off in terms of popularity. So they templated him in an old style um, so that if you drain your opponents for three life each, you gain nine life. It's silly. Anyway, um, this is a new card uh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, just came out. Uh, we have uh, Invasion of Fiora, um, which is a super awesome battle, but it's being called Wrath of Marchesa because Marchesa being the the queen of, of Fiora, which is the plane where we had the two conspiracy sets. Um, and both versions of her came through there. And so that's kind of, that's, a, that's an awesome one I hadn't heard before. Yep. Um, and the funny thing is, like, the, it's it's on flavor for what the card does, which is always when it comes to yeah, these names. Sure, the card is cool. That's a cool card. Nice name, too. Um, so then we've got uh, two with two that start with B. So we've got Bob, which is Dark Confidant. That's famous. Um, Dark Confidant was a, a house back in the day and standard and limited, and now it's Still very good in commander, depending on what you're playing. Um, it it's like a two drop. You reveal the top card. You lose life equal to its mana cost put in your hand. So you draw an extra card every turn. I forget the vernacular for Bob though. Like I know it's very famous. I just don't remember why. I think it was somebody played it in the Pro Tour. No, it, well, so the, so at the time, the reason the reason they got its name was that um, Bob Mayer, who is a won a one of the Pro Tours, the time when. Uh, if you won, you got your face on a promotional card, right. and so he he played he, yeah. So Bob okay. Mayer ended up being on uh, one of the printings of of um, right uh, Dark Confidant, thus yep. where the name comes from. Um, yep. And the next one we got is uh, Billy the Butcher. So Butcher of Malakir. It's a card that is pretty mean, um, but it's expensive, so it's fair. It's a vampire warrior. Whenever it or another creature control dies, each opponent sacks a creature. So it's like a grave pact on a creature. Yeah, it's a grave pact on a creature, and I think it's a great name for very a very apropos for what this thing tends to do. Up next, we have cards from New Capenna uh, called the King of the Ring. We have Tenacious Underdog, which I think is actually really appropriate. The other oh. one I would have thought for this one might be Rocky because of the fact that the guy is a boxer and portrayed yeah. as such. So but I I, I like King of the Ring. Yeah, I figured that much, but like I like this as flavor um, because he always seems to be the last one standing. Sure does. <laughs> um, the next two are related. So Shelly, um, there used to be another nickname for another card, but I, a lot of people I know call this in Arena 
uh, Shouldered the Apocalypse, which is the new one that uh, pays people for drawing cards. Um, and then I nicknamed the new Shouldered from March of the Machines. Um, Shouldered the True Scriptures because Shouldered got toxic. I nicknamed it Smelly, which I think is funny. So uh, it's I cute. Think I, and... I think she's actually Smelly Shelly, so that's where <laughs> I think you go with that one. <laughs> but I'm mature that way. Your uh, your opinion, I I get it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, just so the audience maybe there there is a there was a card named Shelly that had to give up its nickname because uh, it was a blue card called Thassa's Oracle that is a crab, and uh, because of the shell, which is kind of a weak story, where Shieldred being called Shelly's way better. So Thassa's <laughs> Oracle uh, got its name stripped, and now it's just called a card you don't play. <laughs> all right and the next one very good the next one is tap dance terry which i made that up actually because i used to play this card a lot in a combo deck in commander um it's called mirror welder it's only been printed once it's from mirrodin besiege it has an imprint ability which was an old ability in in that block where um you could exile something under it and it gains the abilities of it um so the most famous is the uh dramatic reversal combo with staff of uh is it Staff of Domination or Staff of... Uh, uh, it's Isochron Scepter. Isochron Scepter, thank you. Um, this one is a creature, though, and it gains all activated abilities of all cards exiled with it. So I used to mill my graveyard out put, and be able to make it untap itself, which was really cool. Right, so, yeah. Uh, someday I'll, I'll put that in a deck list and send it to you. All right, what's the oh, next good. one? The next one's a classic one that people, but most people probably heard of. is Sad Robot, which is a, a name for Solemn Silmarlacro. Um, so poor sad robot is uh, a classic of the format. Um, still gets played in lots and lots of decks, um, but is looking sadder and sadder every year as power creep is a real thing. Oh, <laughs> I know it's kind of like oh, I like my uh, I still like my sad robots, but and they and the and the best part is sad robots got some cool new art the last two number of years, but it's still if you look carefully, people are cutting them. Because he's just not quite good enough anymore. And the next one, uh, Bruce, I really like this one that you made up. Battle Ball, Mirror Battle Sphere. It's um, a Mirror 7 drop that makes a bunch of Mirror when it enters. And when you swing with it, it deals damage by tapping the Mirrors that you created to deal extra damage to someone's face. I think that's a really clever name for this card. I, I, wish, I wish I could take credit for it all on my own, but the card... Uh, the card is very strong, and it's been printed about a bajillion times, so it's really quite cheap. My favorite thing to do is to make extra copies of Battle Ball yeah, and have sure. them all sorts of mirror tokens all over the place, and then go ham. So, Oh, yeah. Um, up next, we have Looter Scooter. Looter Scooter is a name given to... Um, oh, what's it called? Copter. Smuggler's. Oh, Smuggler's Copter. That's the one from Kaladesh. I, we... we we called the Luna Scooter for so long we forgot the real name. Um, <laughs> it's one of but, those. Uh, this card was like if you guys, if you were playing Kaladesh block and you didn't recognize this card, this is when they introduced vehicles for the first time. And Luna Scooter was a uh, super efficient uh, three three that flew, which is a very good rate for for a flying evasive threat. But then would also allow you to craft your hand to be uh, super super like potent by allowing you to loot. So draw and then discard, so you could get rid of the things you didn't want to draw the things you did want. It was very powerful. Got itself banned 
super quickly. Um, and to this day, it lives on in infamy as the Looter Scooter. Nice. Um, the next few are quick. Uh, Tron is the Urza lands, so there's a series of lands that they um, were famous for a particular deck where you could just very quickly uh, just vomit out artifacts and win very fast. Um, um, usually, usually it was Karn. <laughs> Karn. You, yeah. you, you, you did you you play like if you could get if you could make natural Tron on three in three turns get your power plant your your mine and your tower in, in play you could have seven mana to cast Tron uh or, sorry um uh Karn on turn three and then re- like basically wreck your your opponents right um they they harken back to this in Dominaria United with a series of three. Um, robots, I guess, or, or golems, or I'm not sure what they, quite what they were. But there was a there was a mine, there was a tower one, like a tower cleaner, and a, and the power plant one. And they put counters and made mana and stuff. And they had all three of them. They were they got a bonus, so kind of a neat piece of nostalgia to, to harken back to these these cool lands from from years gone by. Um, up next, we have. Uh, a card that uh, is a very, very powerful card, Ramos Dragon Engine, and it's, it's called as Everybody Loves Ramos. Uh, so the play on Everybody Loves Raymond, which was a, if you were young and you don't remember, was a, a sitcom that uh, was played for years um, and was only marginally funny. Wow. All right, we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the hot take of that one. Okay. Man, come on. You're killing me. All right. New, new Lamog is Ulamog the Seas of Hunger. It was the new Eldrazi. I don't really know the reasoning for this name. but Well, not... so there's there's been two versions of Ulamog. There's uh, Ulamog the Infinite Gyre from Rise, yeah. of the, Rise of the Eldrazi. And then when we went visited it a second time in Battle for Zendikar, um, we had another iteration of Ulamog, thus the name New Lamog, um, and which they're oh. both very potent. Um, debatable which one your deck probably wants more, uh, right. but Nulamog was widely adopted very quickly as a really powerful game finisher, um, and the name has stuck ever since, even though it really isn't that new anymore, because I think Battle of Zendikar was 2015 or 2016, so it's like, not that, it's a long time ago now, so um, right. this one's gotta yeah. be you, because you know this one. So, alright, so the next, like, two or three, I kind of, like, made up um, because, like, shout out to my boy Terry, because him and I play Arena a lot. We have a Legomos deck in Standard Brawl that's just, it's just oppressive. It's hilarious. But we call him Lahomie, because he's our homie. He makes us happy. And he always comes with a friend for the party. So, uh, Lahomie. Uh, Legomos, the Hand of Hatred. Um, he's, almost, he, he's almost the type of party, party crasher you didn't wish showed up, because he always brings a, brings a couple of pals. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I just I just think the card is hilarious. Um, angry bald card is very good for sure. Card is very good. Like angry bald Maddie uh, is a joke for Grevin Predator Captain because in the lore, Grevin is always angry and always like just getting upset and then just like getting his his butt kicked. So the joke is like I don't know. He's just angry all the time, and the card is yeah. super. Aggressive. Um, tattoo stew. Uh, it's Tatsunari Toad Rider because he tattoos your face with his unblockable damage. And usually with these decks, the frogs are usually sacked for something. 
into a stew. So yeah, kind of goofy, yeah. but there you go. I'll ship it to I, you. I, I, think, I think it works, and I think you're right, because I think you're usually sacking the frog to be able to get the frog back again and real quick. So uh, Up next, we have uh, a card that, if you're familiar with constructive formats, you played a lot of this card. Card is very powerful. So we have Yorion, Sky Nomad, um, or sometimes known as just Yawn, because it's kind of feels kind of sleepy. Uh, you're blinking your things, and it feels like you're not getting too far ahead, but all of a sudden you're way ahead. So yeah, we got Yawn. The next one, um, if anyone's, I don't know if Denny's is in the is in Canada, but Denny's is like a popular fast food breakfast place. So Denick. Uh, pious. I forget the last word in the text, but it's a uh, the the flip guy from um, uh, Midnight Hunt or Crimson Vow. He's the the dude who flips um, his art as well mm-hmm. from like a human to a spirit. So I call him Denny Pancakes because he flips when you cast him again. So there we go. Uh, yeah, we we there are still Denny's up here. There used to be a lot more. Uh, I think they've. Some in some locations they've gone out of business, but uh, there's still some around up here, depending on where you're shot, where you're going. Um, up next we have uh, one that I think everyone's going to get the hang of this one. So uh, the locust god makes you a makes you an insect token every time you draw a card, and uh, sort of the color combination that it's in is blue and red, uh, which is identified as being is it normally headed by Niv Mizzet. Um, so this sort of comes along quite naturally. Call it Niv Cricket. So you get the the is it colored commander that makes bugs or crickets. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a fun one. All right. Uh, What's next? What do we got here? We've got Eddie Mac, which is just a a, a pun on Freddie Mac for Edgar Markov. Um, pretty self explanatory. Look up Freddie Mac later, folks. At the end of the show, there we go. Um, what we ask? We got we got to get down to the bottom. We got Snapcaster Bay, so we got another play on Snapcaster Mage. This was for Cast Dissident Mage. Uh, has a similar ability to, to to cast spells from your graveyard, like your friend Snapcaster Mage. But now you get now you get cast as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as your bay. Yep, we got Party Bob Dusk Mantle Seer. It's a joke for um what we talked about earlier with uh, Dark Confidant with Bob, um, pretty self-explanatory as well, what that does. And uh, Bruce, this one is for you. This next well, one. let's go back to Party Bob. So the reason it gets Party Bob is because everybody at the table ends up revealing and losing life equal to the card re- and then they put it in their hand. So it's the, the party part is that everybody gets to, pl- everybody gets to party. Yeah. And the Bob, the Bob part is, well, you're taking the damage anyway. So... Um, this one, yeah, I've cast this card so many times, but I never heard this nickname until Pete brought it to me. We have uh, Villainous Wealth, sometimes called Nemesis Wave, which is a play on the turn for the name Genesis Wave, which lets you spend mana and cast cards from the top of your deck equal to whatever X that you spent is. Well, now Nemesis Wave lets you do it off the top of your opponent's deck. I think the card is, I think the name is Genius. Love it a lot. You want to do the next one as well? Yeah, so this one's a classic. Um, so Nicol Bolas is uh, one of the classic iconic cards of Magic the Gathering, one of the classic villains. So you often get Tricky Nicky, Nicol Bolas, God Pharaoh. Cool. The next one is one of my own sort of play on words. The French Bench. 
Um, the idea is because Gaddock Teague has like sort of like a cane, but it looks like a gavel. And uh, he's got that nice mustache. And he's the law and he is small. So uh, basically, he is the, the, the law when he's played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is funny stuff. All right, in green, not too many in green. Um, go ahead. What did I miss something? No, no, no you're we're going, to, we're going to green. Um, so in green, we have everybody's favorite Sakura Tribe Elder, sometimes known as Steve. Yep, we've got and the, yeah, his older Sorry. brother, his older brother, King Steve, Steve Senpai for Yabamaya Elder, which does. Kind of the same thing as Steve, except you get two lands instead of one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> up next, we have everybody's favorite finisher. We have the we have Crater Hoof Behemoth, sometimes just known as Crater Oof, because you're <laughs> going to get oofed when he smashes you. Good grief! That thing is just one more games of commander than I think almost any singular card. The next one is another one that's similar in groaning uh, level. It's uh, Scoot Swarm. I nicknamed it Scoop Swarm because when people play it and you don't respond to it, you pretty much just scoop. Yup. That thing has <laughs> won a lot of games too. Um, and then last but not least, any card that portrays an elk is often just called Elmer. So there's tons of them out there. Like Kenrith Transformation is probably the most famous one. But you uh, you just Elmered your opponent's stuff because there's a giant there's a nice big elk on it. Um, so yeah, and elk apparently it's a thing. Elmers everywhere. Nice. Uh, the next one, Jack of all spades. So Audric Lunark Marshall. The joke is that he equips all your creatures with good keywords uh, every every combat, and he's good with his weapons. So there you go. Um, next, we have uh, a Chroma Vision of Ixidor. She is a heap of text, like of just keyword keyword soup uh, of all sorts of evergreen abilities. Thus, we get Queen of the Evergreen. The next one um, is a play on words for Path to Exile. Um, this is a very popular sweeper that Bruce and I both play called Settle the Wreckage, which exiles all attacking creatures, and they get to search for that many lands, I I believe. Yeah, they they get they get a land for each for each creature that was exiled this in this manner. Cool. The, so, the next one, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, just, just well, that's where you get the like. If people aren't familiar with Path to Exile, usually you give your opponent just a singular land, but sometimes you can exile their whole board as they attack you with an Alpha Strike, and then they can't find enough basics in their deck, and then they feel sad. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Another card that makes people sad, um, I like to call this one the Silent Study. Uh, it's Esper Sentinel, because the joke is you have to pay the one. Uh, Sentinels kind of sounds like the word silence, because your opponent is constantly asking about every cast trigger, and you just want oh. them to shut their mouth. So, um, <laughs> study, like Rhystic Study, but it's yeah. just a sneaky, silent way of getting card advantage in white. I like it. Uh, next, we're on the red. We have Mom and Pop Doctor Shop, which is Pia and Kieran Nalar, uh, which is a, a which is an excellent four drop. If you're looking for somebody, an excellent four drop to fill out your your list, a great card, and uh, makes two extra Doctor tokens along with them. So good stuff. Yep. Um. And Taylor Swift Spear. Do you want to do that one too? Because that one's a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh. So Taylor Swift Spear is is the name we, we people gave to Monastery Swift Spear. Um, which is a uh, an integral part of so many burn decks. 
um, because you play it on turn one. It's got haste, got Scott prowess, and when you start firing off your cheap spells, it gets really big. It's really a really effective uh, combat uh, creature for combat. Um, but because you get the the swift part of Swift Spear, we now get obviously we get Taylor. So Taylor Swift Spear comes to your burn deck and helps you beat down your opponents. Nice. Another beatdown sort of style uh, card that I really love playing as a commander. Um, I'm gonna do it uh, the the not French way, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Jack Arse, you know. Uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, Jaxus the Troublemaker because that card is a pain in the butt to deal with sometimes. Sure is very good card. And the next one is also one that I made up that I think is awesome. Um, it's sushi. The Blazing Sky is the four-mana dragon. When it dies, it creates either three treasure tokens or um, you exile the top two and get to play them. I call that the California roll because it looks like a California roll, and I love sushi. So There, there we go. Um, up next, we have uh, Smash Bacon, um, which is Ilharg the Raised Boar. So you know, we get the boar, the big old bacon, um, and he's going to smash you. The guy is big, and he's bringing more friends with him too all the time. Um, there is another name for this one. Sometimes get called Big Pig, um, but that's also been gone to Yasharn, um, which is uh, from Zendikar Rising. So Big Pig is often Yasharn, and now Ilharg is Smash Bacon. Nice. Okay. So the final segment, instead of a deck tech tonight, what we're going to do is just Bruce and I are both going to mention one commander from uh, March that we really are considering building. And why? So, Bruce, go ahead. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's 30 new commanders in the set alone, plus however many appear in the commander products. So there's, like, tons of commanders to build. And I found this one. I haven't seen anybody talk about this, and I don't know why not. Is Quintorius Loremaster. So three red-white for a 3-5 legendary creature elephant cleric with vigilance. At the beginning of your end step, exile target non-creature, non-land card from your graveyard and create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. And then one red-white tap, sacrifice the spirit, choose target card exiled with Kentorius. You may cast that card this turn without paying its mana cost. Pardon me. If that spell we put into a graveyard, put it on the bottom of its owner's library instead. I think this card is just bananas. And if you can protect Quintorius and maybe find some untapping effects, boy, you could do a lot of damage. Um, and you'll have a lot of fun with, the, with this sort of card, and it makes a body like the turn it comes into play, you're making six power and seven toughness. So long as you just have something that's not a creature and not a land in your graveyard for him to exile, and that's each turn, like each end, uh, each oh. end step of yours, you're going to get an extra body. Like, I think this card is excellent. It does something very different than what red is red white is accustomed to doing, and I think is uh, a really refreshing um, idea for how to use red and white together to do something really interesting. Yeah, so, Bruce, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if this becomes a, a popular control-based commander in the colors that it is, because if you loot something away really quickly and then exile it, and then the next turn you recur like a portal to Phyrexia or something for only three mana, seems pretty busted. Yeah, seems really good. So I think, I think the card is terrific, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. To, uh, it's one of the, probably the first time in probably five years I've been excited for about a Boros Commander and maybe putting it together. So I'm, it's not saying something. 
Yeah. Um, and like, I'm excited to see what you do with it uh, and share with the, with the class, as they say. What, 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Little uh, show and tell. Love it. There you Love go. It. And then to round us out for tonight, um, I, I really like Plucronos Reborn as an interesting sort of pod commander. What I mean by that is like, I would probably abuse him by just flipping him and then sacking him and continuously making the 3-3 tokens. So Bruce and I talked about this before the show began tonight. Um, there's a few ways we would do it. I would do it with ways like uh, Luminous Broodmoth, where you know you sack Plucronos, get the two three threes, it comes back with a flying counter on it, and then you can flip it, and now it's a six six flying lifelink vigilance thing. Um, and then I was also considering like Safi Eric's daughter is a, a popular pod creature where it's a legendary creature for a green and a white. You sacrifice it whenever a creature that was put in the graveyard this turn. You get to return it to play with Safi going into the graveyard. It's like a creature swap. Um, and then there's a new card that we were looking at that was a reprint of one of the Street Fighter Secret Lair cards. Uh-huh. Taddeus Juniper Ascendant, which is awesome. It has reach and it has hexproof unless it's attacking. It says whenever a creature you control with reach attacks, untap it, it can't be blocked by creatures with greater power this combat. And whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. Seems very, very strong for Selesnia. Um And Plukronos, because it has reached that as a 4-5 with reach in the late game to deal damage and draw cards, just seems great, especially for commander damage. Uh, oh. So I think it'll be versatile. I feel like a lot of people just go the tokens route, but I, I kind of want to break this in a different way and see how that works. It might be terrible. Who knows? <laughs> I, I think I think I think the most common way that people are going to build this deck is going to be just like uh, tri- uh, Hydra Tribal. I think the idea of turning this into like a pod ability where you're going to look to be to take advantage of that ability on Pelucranos to make tokens and then bring it back and 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 recycle it that way is going to make it more interesting than just a straight up Hydra Commander. Um, but we'll t- only time will tell if the the rest of the commander playing world is is on board or if uh, you're alone on your island of awesome cool fun pelucranos fun so i think uh i think it's a very interesting commander and i like the fact that now if you really wanted to if you wanted to like if you wanted to like house rule it like pelucranos reborn plus the pelucranos unchained which is like the the black green one you could have a full-on abzan like hydra deck and i think that could be like Sure. Pretty interesting in its own in its own right. There's not that many hydras outside of red and green as well, so it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think there might be one black one, but I don't know because uh, it's not necessarily something that comes up much. So, no it's one of the tribes that really doesn't have that many cards if you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. This was I fun. Like I enjoyed it. Was fun. It was, it was, discussion. It, was it was a little bit less heavy than. Uh, you know, in-depth analysis of various card types and their roles of the format. I think it's kind of, sometimes it's fun to do something just kind of silly and talk about our, some of the silly names we've given cards. And there's others, their audience, that are, are less, you know, family-friendly, but uh, we won't go into those. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to, like, share the, what you, show me your names with, of your cards, the links to how to get a hold of us are in the bot at the bottom in the show notes. We're on Twitter. You can email us, or you can reach out on Instagram um, at, the, at all our favorite locations, and you can get a hold of us. And we can have yet more names for silly things. <laughs> hmm. 
All right, Thanks. folks. Um, we're going to wrap up the show this week. That's going to be, uh, I think that's a pretty good place to leave it off. Thanks very much for everybody stopping in and uh, spending the t- some time with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you, you've enjoyed it and come back next week to join us again. Uh, until next week when we'll be right back here talking all things magic, uh, we'll take care, take care of yourselves. Uh, have fun wherever you play magic and we'll see you next week. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks again. Bye.